What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? All right. So we love doing on this day, this and this happened, right? So today, July 21st, 1987, I wasn't even born. Guns N' Roses released Appetite for Destruction, Mm -hmm. which had songs like Paradise City, Night Train, Welcome to the Jungle, and Hard Rock. But that's not the coolest thing about it. What I found interesting is it debuted at a, a number 180 to 182 on the Billboard charts, but it would eventually become the best-selling debut album of all time. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like it goes to show you don't have to hit number one to be considered legendary. Sometimes it just happens on its own. That is true. Well, let me tell you, man, 1987, and I was getting ready like to graduate high school and go off to college, and that was like the hard rock kind of metal album of working out and and it it was just they were so big in that moment they got so huge and it's interesting now because sometimes guns and roses like they did most recently they went back out on tour and they played stadiums and i was like dude you guys are playing stadiums in 2019 come on guys really but they were selling them out still i mean in the 80s and 90s they could sell out any stadium Guns oh and God, Roses. Yeah. Guns and Roses Appetite for Destruction was the very first cassette tape I ever bought. Nice. I love um, this album. Nice. Yeah, it, it was a great album. And I'll, I would add this like, those guys, at, I would say that Rockstar was probably at that era, right? Like the 80s and 90s is like the peak of perhaps arguably the peak of entertainment, right? Like, not in the, in this sense. Like, you know, movie star, TV star is huge. Don't get me wrong. Athlete is huge. However, I feel like rock star is different. Like being able to command a crowd um, and, you know, tour and do different cities and stadiums and what. I mean, I just think that there's so much that goes into that. Like that to me is a different level of fame and worldwide fame. Um, man, it's kind of crazy. It's funny because. Uh, Slash told a story once. I was listening to a, a podcast once. This is years ago, where he said that they went to Colombia, <laughs> Pablo Escobar. I don't know if this is real or not, but he said that Pablo Escobar left them a, a gift. Let's just say at their hotel. Nice. I'll tell you this, George. When I was in college, this is back in Pittsburgh in the late '80s, early '90s. Guns N' Roses comes to play Three River Stadium, and my roommate in college was the star quarterback of our college football team. And we went to the Guns N' Roses concert, and a buddy of ours who played linebacker at Syracuse was working security detail at Three Rivers Stadium. We hung out for the concert, and when it was over, we got into the backstage party. And we were just kids. You know, we were just kids, 20, 21 years old. And I remember at like 5 o'clock in the morning, somebody coming to pick us up from Three Rivers Stadium because these guys were rock stars on stage, but back then they were taking it off stage and partying all night. They were picking out girls from the crowd. And it was there were hot tubs, George. Hot tubs in the locker rooms that they brought with them as part of their traveling party. Girls in bathing suits. Lots of drugs back in the day. And we were like little kids like standing there going, oh, my God, how did we get in here? This is so cool. I mean, a story for a lifetime. Yeah, I would imagine for sure. Uh, that sounds pretty fun. I don't know if it's as fun it as Pablo amazing. Escobar. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a better story than Pablo Escobar de- hand, or having delivered a gift for you. 
No, probably I mean. not. Probably in, not. I mean, but it was it was amazing. But like, for you tell, individually, yeah. yes, I would right. say that's pretty crazy. I mean, we told people about that. Like the next day, we're like, you have no idea. We were all night long, and I can't say we were partying with Slash or or Axel. No, I'm you were in the you, vicinity. Right, we happening. were flies on the wall. Like, who are those guys? Why are they in here? Because we're friends with the security dude. But it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Oh, I bet it was freaking awesome. You know what was awesome, too? The Dodgers, the way they won yesterday. Bergman, did you even think that they could pull that thing off? I Yes, this team can pull anything off. I, when they I were heard down, the hesitation. No, because it's... <laughs> there was a hesitation. Well, they were down 6-1, so you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that they that's it's not going to go well. And they, But this team yep. can always come back, and I think this might be a turning point for them, too, because this very well could have been a down three in the division, yeah. and instead they came back, hit a, uh, a three-run home run from Will Smith in the bottom of the ninth for a walk-off, and all of a sudden it's back to one, and they can tie tonight. So, yeah, yeah. I think this is the, we're just going to push them right forward. And they got Urias tonight, right? Yes, Urias, who, by the way, is tied for the league lead, all of Major League Baseball, in wins with twelve. So tonight he's going for his 13th. You got to give it up to him. I mean, seriously, they were down big, and it didn't look so good, and they just kept grinding and battling back. And then when, we, when Will Smith hits this home run, this three-run bomb, dude, you're like the momentum shift. I mean, we'll see what happens, obviously, tonight. But that we talked about this, George, seven of ten games against the Giants and then three in between against lowly Colorado. If you're going to make your move, this is the time. And all the players after the game last night talking about playoff atmosphere and biggest game, biggest win of the season, um, I got to give them credit. I mean, that was a spectacular win last night. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, you know, Will Smith, I mean, just in, it's just insane, just the way it all went down. And again, to do it against them and the Giants, and as you're chasing them, I just think it just adds – um, to the appeal of everything right. that's transpired here right. to this point. And Greg said, you know, this team can always come back. But but Bergman, as you well know. I mean, they were histor- over the last several years, that has certainly been the case. Right, very much but in so. This, but in last night's game, you got no Mookie Betts. Justin Turner leaves. Max Muncy leaves. I mean, you're, you're down your stars, you know, and yet the guys come off the bench, and in this case, a pinch hit home run. Um, Really, a great win. One of those momentum-shifting kinds of wins. And if you're San Francisco tonight, you're like, we got we to gotta put these guys down. And if you're the Dodgers, like, oh, we got we to gotta climb above these guys. So that was a great win last night. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter who were in Dodger Stadium showing videos from inside, and it looked like they were having a hell of a good time when that home run went out. So here's the thing, too, is that this Dodger team has not had a lot of walk-off wins this year. Like no. George was saying, has been historically what's happening. So for them to do that here in a, in a moment, like you said, Scott, without your big stars, no, Mookie, Mookie did pinch hit in the ninth inning. But either way, without your stars and have Chris Taylor be the guy to come to bring you back with two home runs. And when you say pinch hit home run, Will Smith... I mean, that's a star right there. He is an all-star. Even though he didn't make the all-star team, he is absolutely an all-star and one of the best catchers in the league. So this is just what Well, he's he one of the best for. offensive catchers in the league. Yes, that's why Austin Barnes gets so much time because he's yeah. one of the best defensive catchers. Right, right. And remember, you know, you, you have your number one prospect come up to pitch and over four innings gives up four hits, four earned runs. Yeah, he had seven strikeouts, but... You got a the number one prospect in your system gives up three home runs in the game, and you're thinking this isn't going our way, and they make that great comeback. I'm telling you that that's a momentum shifting kind of win. Oh, and 
maybe a momentum shifting kind of loss for San Francisco. Sure, and that is, a, and you're right. But to the thing with Josiah Gray is that he actually pitched really well. It's not just about the numbers where he gave up three home runs, he had seven strikeouts, all that stuff. He came into that game, he struck out the side in his second inning, and he looked really good. Like he is a fly ball pitcher, and he said it before the game that I'm a fly ball pitcher. I'm going to give up home runs. He gave up three of them, which is not. I mean, ideal. that's not ideal. No, yes. no, it's not ideal. <laughs> but he think? actually, but he pitched really, really well, and no, you can see I, that I he's think, got the potential. No, no, I don't know if he pitched really well. I think that pitch well. to, I think the latter part of your statement is accurate. I think you can see the potential. Yeah, you can see what he can bring to the sure. team. Sure, he's he got will. great stuff. Yes, There's great no stuff, doubt. and he actually, yeah. because of it, he's pitching on Sunday against the Rockies and right. he's staying in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, again, uh, although, you know, I, I do think that the giving up of the home runs is not a small thing, right? Like, that's not, you know. No, I mean, as a fly ball pitcher, that's I mean, I get happen. it, but, you know, you don't, you know. You, you, well, you keep... don't want it, obviously. Right. Like, <laughs> of course you don't not. You want them scoring runs, Greg. Like, no, I, I know. Think... I agree. But that's still, I mean, his very first outing at home against the Giants uh, when you're already down. He did I. Right. He did I. Right. I'm not going that he pitched great. Like, I, that's it's ridiculous. not great. He pitched well. I said he okay, pitched well, really well. I don't even think, I don't know if I'd say he pitched well. No, I don't no, know if he he'd did say pitch that. Well. I think he did okay. We, I mean, it's a difference of opinion. I don't know how first else to go major with that. league action. So you know what, the seal has been broken, and now you know what, just let's see what he's got. I mean, that that's the thing. It always irritates me when a number one prospect in a system is is a pitcher, and you're just holding him down, waiting. Like, put him out there. Let's see what he's got. And so they put him in a situation last night, um, and everybody around him picked him up. And let's see what happens next. And by the way, when he pitches against Colorado, the good news for him, fly ball pitcher who gave up three home runs, games in L.A., not in Colorado, because that could turn into six home runs real easy. Oh, right. Well, yeah, luckily they've already played there. But um, anyway, or at least recently. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. We got uh, Sergio is on next. What's up, Serge? What up, guys? Hey. Yo. So I got three things for you. Number one, you guys do a bang-up job on your show, man. It really makes my commute, my hour commute, Tolerable, man. So thank, thank you, you for that. Where are you What's driving on? from? Uh, uh, I drive from Inglewood to Winnetka. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. Yeah, that is a long drive for sure. Thank you for listening, though. Yeah. Sure, sure. Second, I gotta gotta call out Greg, man. He's got to keep it real. And the true reason why he prefers Westbrook over CP3. Mm-hmm. That's that Clipper stench. Uh oh. Doesn't like that Clipper stench. Greg. I mean, he's not wrong. He has and he is you full, love, and you love full of that Clipper stench. Yes, and you love UCLA. So, well, yeah, that is a big part of it too. I love some Russell Westbrook. He was a great defender, by the way. Even though you talk about how he's not the best defender, I mean, he's not a good go. defender in the NBA. He was fantastic in college, but yeah, that Clipper stench is there, and it's stinky. So yeah, <laughs> I, I just I just had to hear it from him. That's all, man. Okay, there you go. What <laughs> else? Wait, wait. Number three, though, best video game, Robotron. That game is awesome. Yeah, Robotron, that's old school right there. Now, by the way, uh, George, do you, do you know this this game, Robotron? No, I don't. Okay, so hold on. Sergio, you still with us? I am. Okay, now, George doesn't know Robotron. He's a little bit younger than I am. Um, do you remember the USA versus USSR bubble hockey game, or do you not remember that one also? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right, so, George, we've got this little 10-year gap here. 
Yeah. That's uh, that's that's in our video game yeah. world together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this USA USSR. This was right after the 1980 Olympics. You imagine? Uh, it wasn't a video game per se. It was just a a hockey game under a bubble. USA versus USSR. That was an awesome video game. Oh. I play that every time I was at the roller skating. You're selling it, boy. You need to buy one of those things. Um, Serge, you know Sergio, should. thank you, brother, for listening and drive safe. Okay. Thank you. Later. You got Thanks, it, Serge. Uh, you are selling that game. You know what happened, dude? I was at the roller skating rink. It's like the, the early 80s, and I'm playing the game. You ready who I'm playing against? Mm. Bucky Dent, the former Yankee shortstop. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, like, he wasn't cool to me at all. And, like, his son, we went to school together, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm afraid of this guy because I think he was the USA, and I was USSR, and he was beating right. me up. And he was kicking your ass. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Roger and Ventura. Roger, what do you got? What do you got? Hey, we're talking about these video games. I tell you what, there's a – place called a barcade in los angeles on york avenue it's got every game you can think of it's got your nba jam you're talking about nh yeah. uh, nfl hit yeah. uh punch out donkey kong everything you can think of and it's got a bar unfortunately all they serve as far as beer is ipas which stinks but they've got a full bar and every and every video game has a cup holder next to it it'll blow you away That's okay cool. i'm looking at it here so in highland park right or just north of it basically um okay I, I would check that out. Why not? I'm also really not into IPAs. Like, I'll, I'll try one. I don't love IPAs there, either. But I just yeah. don't like the bitterness. And I know everybody's into craft beers, you know, but yeah. I'm such a simple But craft beer beers don't have to be just be IPAs. No, no. That's totally true. I mean, the, there yeah. can be lagers and there can be pilsners and there can yeah. be, you know, you know, stouts and everything else. But I don't know what it is. I know people love IPAs. My dad is here visiting right now. Every night we go out for dinner, he has an IPA. I'm like, I don't know what it is you love about these IPAs. I don't love it them. I don't love them either. Daniel in Santa Monica. Daniel, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, big uh, big fan of the show. Uh, two points real quick. First one on the Chris Paul thing. Uh, what, what, I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, I looked at Chris Paul leaving the, uh, the floor last night, and I don't think I've ever seen a guy that looked more disappointed than he was. Do you think that could – us picking us up – I don't even know if it's realistic financially, but if we picked them up all pissed off, do you think it would be like the same type of – Kobe, we had the year after we lost to the Celtics. It was like robot, job not done, Kobe. Do you think getting him after this kind of experience would elevate him almost to a place that is better than, than he currently is at 36 years yeah, old? Yeah, and by the way, I, I think it's good for a number of reasons, and I'll explain on the other side. I I, I do think you're on to something, but I'll explain on the other side because we are up against okay. the break, so I want, real, I want to make sure. Real quick, real quick, real yeah. quick, George. You said your favorite – your, your favorite game is NBA Jam. But, look, I thought I heard you say NBA Jams with an S at the end like ten times. I mean, it's fine. NBA what, Jam, up, NBA what's Jams. What's with that? I, I don't know. I just called it NBA Jams. I, for, to, I don't know. I just wanted to respectfully call you out on that. I, I grew. Okay. I don't know if it's unrelated, but I grew up with uh, you know, immigrant parents, a lot of words being pluralized when they're not, you know, new versions of words. I just thought maybe it was the first time I'd anyone, anyone ever told you it was NBA Jam with, with no S. No, I, I know it's so called NBA Jam. I'm just but... calling you out. I'm yeah. just messing around. I'm just poking around and messing around. <laughs> it's, all good, dog. it's all good. It's all good. All right, Dad. Right. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, all right, we got more people in the arcades and the video games. Hit us up, 877-710-ESPN. But I do have something that makes sense about what he was discussing about Chris Paul. And actually, it, there's an interesting link beyond the obvious with him and LeBron. I'll, I'll get, And I think it could be helpful to the Lakers in this regard. Uh, as well. So we'll get to that on the other side. Uh, plus, uh, there's a fascinating door being opened in college football and college athletics that I want to dive into as well. Uh, we'll take more of your calls. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That is a hell of a collaboration. Good job by NBC back in those days doing that. I can't say I recall that, though. You know, I mean, different shows. I have a vague memory of it when I was a child. Oh, man. David Hasselhoff, Kit. Yeah. That show was so cool when I was a kid. I loved that thing. I, I wanted to be Michael Knight. I uh, I mean, he was like the coolest thing ever to me at that at like seven or eight years old. The only thing was, is he had that Trans Am, right? That black Trans Am kit. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like the next iteration of the Trans Am because the previous iteration was a much, much cooler Trans Am because it had that scoop on the hood. Does anybody And it had the big bird? This one was more like straight lined. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love. See, I kind of liked kit better because it was different looking. It looked more. Um, it actually looked more like a car that you would see, you know, many years later. Um, well, you're, you like the old Trans Am because the, the one with the round, rounded uh, top and the rounded uh, lights and things yeah, of that nature. Yeah. It kind of looked like it was like bird. ebbing and flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Like what were we thinking about back then with that big ridiculous bird sticker on the Trans Am? Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, whatever. I like the other version of it, too, like an IROC Z28 back in the day. You know, so you had like the Trans Am from Pontiac doesn't exist anymore. And then you had the IROC Z28 from Chevy. Those were I love old school American muscle cars. Yeah, I I, I loved cars back then. Not so much anymore. I I don't really care for them as much anymore. But when I was a kid, I loved cars. Um, Big, big. My kid, my son now loves cars. We have like a million toy cars in this house. Is like there anything better? Is there anything better than this this theme song though? The Night Rider. It's a theme? great theme song. It's so I agree. good. Yeah, I do agree. It's a great theme song. I just don't remember though, Willis and and Night okay. Rider. I mean, together. you were probably in 1984. How old were you? I was 14. Yeah, so maybe you were still watching. You know? Oh, I definitely you- would think I'd be watching both of those shows. I just don't remember that collab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the gentleman before we we broke. Mm-hmm. was talking to me about Chris Paul mm-hmm. and and just kind of is this kind of an incentive for him to be like job's not done I got to finish the job I got to get myself a championship yada 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, yeah I do think that probably could be something I also think here's the thing and we were talking about this earlier in regards to Chris Paul and his health right and compared to Russell Westbrook at least recently Chris has been the more healthy guy and there's a reason for that Okay, the guys that Chris works with, as far as his trainers are concerned, okay, are the same guys that Donovan Mitchell currently works with, uh, David Alexander, Donnie Raymond. Uh, those guys used to be LeBron's guys. They actually originally were Dwayne Wade's guys, um, but they were LeBron's guys who fixed LeBron's back in 2014 when he was in Cleveland. And I don't know if people remember, but if you're an NBA fan, you remember he took like two weeks off during the season, and everybody he was like in Miami because that's where those guys, those trainers, were based out of. And everybody was like, "Oh no, does he miss Dwayne Wade? And does he want to leave Cleveland again for the third time or whatever the hell, um, or the second time?" Um, and and those guys work 
with Chris. And as I mentioned, they work with Donovan. They don't really work with LeBron as much anymore, to my knowledge. I actually think that when they worked with LeBron, and this is just one man's opinion, that LeBron was as healthy as he's ever been. As I mentioned, they fixed his back in 2014, which was a really big problem for him. And look at what they've done for Chris. He's been far more healthy later in his career because of these guys and their training regimen with him and what they do with him. Um, And look, I knew what they did for Dwayne Wade at the end of his career or post-LeBron. He had a couple of great years when people thought he was done. Uh, So I, I, I believe in these guys, Cap, and I believe that if Chris is in L.A., that means perhaps there's a chance that those guys and LeBron will collaborate, which means LeBron potentially could be healthier than he's been recently as well. Now, that's just me completely speculating recklessly, but I do think it makes some sense perhaps for LeBron to reunite with his old training staff. Um, That happens to be Chris Paul's training staff now, especially if they're teammates. But let me ask everybody a question. If you think that Chris Paul is going to walk off the floor after being taken for four straight in the NBA Finals after having a two-games-to-none lead, and you think he's going to come back next year and he's going to have this, you know, I've got unfinished business mentality. I was this close. I got to finish this thing off. Is he going to want to do it in L.A. with LeBron or wouldn't he want to do it in Phoenix? Because all we heard him do no. was gush all over everybody. Devin right. Booker's such an up-and-coming superstar. DeAndre Ayton, if it wasn't for Chris Paul, I wouldn't be here. I mean, I just let me wonder. Let me just do it this way. Let me just do yeah, it this go way. Ahead. Everything, everyone's healthy next year. I, I'm guaranteeing you health next year. Everybody, okay? The Lakers, the Clippers, um, everybody, okay? Do where, where would you put Phoenix in the Western Conference next year if everybody's healthy? Let's just go with three right now based on the Lakers and the Clippers, and, and I'll just put them at three for right now. Go ahead, keep going. Okay, because I, I would say the Lakers and Clippers are definitely better. Okay. I would say Denver. I'd say Denver would be better it, when they get Jamal Murray back. Okay. Um, I can make the case that Utah could be better than them. Okay. Um, I, could also, I, I could also make the case Dallas has 30-something million dollars in, in cap space this year. Who are they going to add to Luka Doncic? You know, I mean, like, I, I just think that I, I don't know. Like, Phoenix is going to be good. But, and by the way, Golden State will be better next year. And they, they have all sorts of ammunition to make deals this offseason. And they have two, you know, they have two lottery picks. You know, they, they've got things that they can maneuver around. Um, I, so I don't know. Do, I, I don't he, know if I'm guaranteeing Phoenix even in the top four next year. Okay, even with then, a healthy so, Chris Paul. So, so then what Chris Paul has to do is what Giannis was talking about after the game. Chris Paul would have to go leave his now new team that he That's led all the way to the finals. And he'd have to go join, you ready? Here it is, a super team. That's the only way he's going to get to where he wants to go is to go join somebody else. No, no, it's fine. I'm just saying that that's what Giannis, that was what his gripe was last night. Okay, well, that's Giannis' gripe. I can tell Giannis that if, you know, Kevin Durant had a shoe size one, you know, inch smaller, Giannis would have been home in the second round again for the third straight year. Or if James Harden was healthy. Or if Kyrie was healthy. Like, dude, we can do this all day. Super teams generally tend to win in the NBA. There's a reason the Detroit Pistons of 2004, the Dallas Mavericks of 2011, and now these Milwaukee Bucks are kind of outliers. All I'm saying is, is that Chris Paul, you you know, the caller said, you know, he would have unfinished business. He'd come back a man on a mission. Mm -hmm. He might. um, He might. But it's just... 
do you want to go join somebody else because it's getting to the end of my career and I finally made it to the NBA Finals and my best chance to win He's is gonna to He's going to be year 17, LeBron. man. You do what yeah, you I can to it. win. I got it. I got it. That's or it. do you want to say, hey, look, I'm now no. a Phoenix Sun. I've helped develop this team. I like this coach. This guy's a okay. classy guy. Look at this love affair we have. If I'm going to do it, I'd rather do it here. I think it has to be a combination of win, uh, opportunity to win and money. I think that's my guess. All right, real quick, Sam in Westlake. Sam, what's up? Yo, your old school talk is taking me back to games like Tron, and my favorite was Kung Fu Master. Oh, Kung Fu Master was excellent. Ball, track and field was a good one too. And oh, uh, yeah. dude. Oh, dude. Track and field. Nobody knows track and field other than you Thank and you, me buddy. right now, Sam. That was a great, great video game. Totally underrated video game. That was awesome. All right. Coming up next, big deal or no deal? Everyone's favorite segment, the most listened to segment here on the show. We'll be doing that. We're going to be back in four minutes. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, before Greg goes, speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law. Call them at 800 304 2000. That's 800 304 2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Greg? All right, Sedano. So you talked about Monty Williams last night in his post, uh, his press conference at the end. He is one of the best of us. There's no question. So I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to know where you're going to go with this. But Monty Williams also last night went into the Bucks locker room after the loss. I saw and, that. And congratulated the players. Then he thanked them for making him a better coach and the Suns a better team. Is this a big deal or no deal? I think it's a big deal. I don't. I, I. I. know. I guess there's some people that are like, "Oh, you shouldn't be in the opponent's co- locker room when they're celebrating and you lost." But like, whatever, dude. Like, this is real sportsmanship. This guy, I, my few interactions with him over the years have been as pleasant as any could be because he's just a normal dude, um, and like, he's just really nice, really kind, never rude, like super duper patient. And I saw his postgame presser, and obviously he was crying. Like, it was hard for him to deal with. Because remember, Monty played. You know, he played at a high level in college at Notre Dame. Um, he played for Coach Pop at the Spurs. He played for Pat Riley with the Knicks. And then, you know, went through his coaching journey. You know, we all know the personal loss he has. You know, it's just insane, the personal loss from a family perspective. Like, he's just one of the nicest, coolest human beings you'll ever come across so i just love the fact that he's willing to be a good sport even though he was clearly hurting in that spot to give those guys some love and say to them how great they were and they deserve every bit of what they earned yesterday boy would i love to be a contrarian here but i gotta tell you to see him walk into the opposing locker room with the raw emotions of just having lost not just the game not just the series but being so close to winning a championship to walk in and address the winning team and and hold on to the MVP player, there's only one word that comes to mind, and it's why I say big deal. It's class. It's just all class. How many people could do this? You're, you're just destroyed. You're distraught. Oh, my God, we didn't get it done, and you're hurting so bad. And he does that. I, all class, loved it, and I think it was a big deal. All right. 
On to the next one. All right, let's stick with the finals here just a little bit. Cap, Devin Booker is not the happiest at the moment, and that's very understandable. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are pretty happy, and that's also very understandable. But all three of them are on a plane to Tokyo to play in the Olympics together. Is this a big deal or no deal? You know, it's also, I'm going to go big deal here because the first thing that, I, that came to mind was, wow, no time for the Bucks guys to celebrate and and really no time for Booker to mourn what had just happened and it's not so much that the three of them have to get on the plane and two of them are celebrating and one of them is is just you know can't believe what's just happened to him it's the fact that they don't have any time at all to even physically recover and they're immediately going right back into the Olympics uh, or right back onto the floor I find it fascinating that these guys didn't say, hey, you know what? Win, lose, or draw, I'm good. I'm not going to go to the Olympics. I get wanting to represent your country, but given where they were at the time and what they were coming out of, I find it the whole story, not just the, the part of them being on the same plane, I find the whole story to be a big deal. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. These guys play and are friends off the court, a lot of these guys. I just, yeah, I, not a big deal to me at all. Next. All right, uh, Sedano, Space Jam took 25 years to make a sequel, but new director Malcolm D. Lee is already thinking about the next version. Okay. His suggestion? Dwayne Johnson would be an interesting choice, he said. It would be different. I'm not exactly sure what his skill set would be. Maybe he goes back to wrestling. That, that might be interesting. Would this be a big deal or no deal? No, no deal. Like You can't just go like that quickly and make another Space Jam movie and do it about wrestling. Space Jam is not about wrestling. Space Jam is about um, basketball because it's jamming, like as in dunking. Yeah, so uh, bad idea, personally, I think. And for that reason, I'm going to say big deal. Like as in, dude, terrible, terrible idea. Is there a movie that is made now where Dwayne Johnson isn't considered to be the lead. Look, you took 25 years. You went from Michael Jordan to LeBron James. Don't mess with the franchise by trying to bring in a whole different kind of character. And, by the way, do it one right after the other. I say just the idea, terrible idea, makes this a big deal. All right, next. So, Kaplan, a TikTok user shared two videos from her baby monitor. One had what faintly sounded like a creepy voice saying, forever, very softly, while the baby was crying, and a white orb floating through the air. Then another video an hour later that had that same orb floating through the air and saying, story time, what do you think? Is this a big, te- a big deal or no deal? Immediately, no deal. Two things. One... You know, I'm not using TikTok enough. I've asked everybody, follow me on TikTok, Scott Kaplan 9. I haven't even checked TikTok. So I've asked you to follow me, and I haven't even checked it. So that's one. Two, what's an orb? Like a light, a circular light oh. that was just floating through the air. Got it. Um, I'm going to go no deal here. I don't, this, no, the, these stories do nothing for me. I go no deal. Yeah, I don't care about it either. No deal. Next. <laughs> Man, I'm getting out of that house immediately. Uh, all right, Sedano. Filmmaker and musician Rob Zombie announced on his Instagram page that he would be writing and helming a Munsters big screen film. Big, 
excuse me, big screen film based on the 60s sitcom. And he's also creating all of Mockingbird Lane himself. Is this Munster movie a big deal or no deal? I think it's a big deal. I, I don't think we've had one, right? Like, we had an Adams Family remake in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, I want to say. Um, but the Munsters was kind of cool. Um, I remember watching that in syndication when I was a kid. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, whatever, on one of the independent channels or something like that. And I found it to be funny, to be honest with you. Um, I actually liked them better than the Adams Family, even though the Adams Family was more popular. So I'd be in on that, sure. I loved the Munsters. What was the what was the head guy, the big Frankenstein? Was it Fred Herman. Munster? Herman. Was that his name? Herman. Herman Munster, Herman Munster. But what was his real name? Because he was the judge in uh, in My, in cousin, my Vinny. cousin Vinny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Fred something, I think. Yeah. All right. So Herman Munster, big old Frankenstein. Then yeah. they they had the son. Was it Eddie? Where he had the the weird kind of thing in the middle of his forehead. Yeah, they, it looked like Billy Donovan. Yeah, and, right. And then they had the Grandpa down in the in the lab. Fred Gwynn is the name of the, the actor who played him. Yeah. Yes. And then Lily. Lily was the wife, right? And I loved the Munsters. Absolutely loved that show. And I, what I loved about it was it was it was in black and white in the old school, you know. But I gotta say, in terms of making a movie about it, all these years and decades and generations later, I find this to be no deal. Okay, next. All right, uh, Kaplan. Scotty sure. Pippen is back in the news. Don't worry, it's not about ripping Michael Jordan again. Okay. Pippen has put his $2 million Chicago mansion on Airbnb for just 92 bucks a night during the Olympic and Paralympic Games. It will be available on August 2nd, August 4th, and August 6th, and comes with an indoor basketball court. Is this move by Pippen a big deal or no deal? Can I ask a question though? What does the Olympics and Paralympics have to do with this? In so you can watch it. So you can go watch it. Just he just was. This is where he's using it. Like, hey, you can use my big screen TV and play in my basketball and be in the pool. You know what? I'm going to say it's kind of a big deal because for that amount of money to be in his place and use his stuff and play ball on his court, um, it sounds interesting to me. I would, if I were in Chicago, I would want to do that. I'll go big deal. All right, so explain this one to me again. I don't feel like I caught it the first time. Uh, okay, so Scottie Pippen has a house. It's $2 He's million. being it, right? Yes, for $92 a night. And it has a it But has why a 92 pool. Like, I don't understand that part. I don't know if there's a reason behind the 92 He's just putting it for under 100 bucks uh, a night. Is this kind of like what um, Outcast was yeah, doing, remember? Yeah, yes. So that was like $25, like that. though. That was right, like, right, right, right. It's the same um, thing. So you can stay at Scottie Pippen's mansion basically for 92 bucks a night correct okay um sure i guess it's a big deal um i i don't know why scotty would want to do that i'm sure scotty get a lot more money than 92 dollars i perhaps not the money it's just he wants to hook up his fans uh which if that's the case then cool big deal last one all right, so the last one for you, Sedano, and this is about Spencer Dinwiddie, who is a free agent from the Nets this offseason. He is. He is. Oh, by the way, he could be a point guard uh, candidate for the Lakers. Absolutely, I was, and he prefers to play for the Lakers or Clippers. Someone on Twitter asked in a hypothetical all-healthy situation, who would win the finals between the Nets and the Lakers? And Dinwiddie quote-tweeted it with Nets in four. Is this a big deal or no deal? <laughs> um. I'm going to say no deal because Spencer Dinwiddie is kind of like a funny dude. Um, like, I don't think I, – I mean, 
I would have to see the context of the way where he said it and how he said it. Um, is he laughing? Like, is he screwing around? All it said was nets and four and nothing else. No, I, I know. But I'd like he's a little bit of a troll. Like, he kind of likes to stir the pot a little bit. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to say no deal just based on knowing the personality a little bit. I don't know him at all, like, well, at all by any stretch of the imagination. But I do know him a little bit, like how he likes to function. He's a really brilliant dude, like as sharp, like, man, like super smart. Um, understands finance in a way that I definitely did not understand at that age. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of his, but yeah, I, I just think he's trolling. So I'm going to say no deal. I'm going to go big deal just for this reason. I think Suns in four has now turned into everybody else in four. And hey, you know what? It's real easy to say it. Real easy to say Nets in four. But here's what I say. Let's get it on. You know, that's what we all wanted. Just the same way we all wanted LeBron versus Kobe, Miami versus LA. Let's get it on. But you guys got to do your part. You got to get there. Yeah, we never we never got that one, unfortunately. Right. Hopefully we get this one. All right, that is Big Deal, No Deal. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yes, sir. Sedano, LZ Cap. LZ on vacation this week. Have you ever seen Bruno Mars in concert? Have not. Have Anybody? Laura? Greg? He's amazing. Amazing concert. Want to, though. Pay the yeah. money to see him. He's worth it. Yeah, I have. And my wife's seen him a bunch of times. Um, yeah, he's great. What a performer. Dude, sing, dance. I mean, really, phenomenal. But I haven't seen him yet. Yeah, you should. It's worth it. Um, I don't know if he's... He's touring anytime soon, um, but if he is, you should definitely check him out. It's totally right. worth it. He puts on a great show every single time out. I might want to go to the um, Elton John one in November at Dodger Stadium, even though I went to see him at the Forum when the tour first started before COVID. Yeah, I've seen Elton John, and I know that this is supposed to be like the big retirement tour. And if for some reason I find myself there, okay, fine. But it's not like one of those things where I absolutely have to. I'm trying to figure out, George, this Friday, and I know you mentioned this on the air the other day, that Eddie Vedder's uh, festival comes back to Orange County Mm -hmm. and that tickets are apparently going on sale on Friday. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do because, you know, Eddie would play at this thing, but not Pearl Jam per se, but yet Pearl Jam is going to headline and that's something that I'd really, really like to be at because I've never been to that festival. I've never seen Pearl Jam live for being one of my favorite, favorite bands. I've never seen them live. And I'd love to be able to do it right here in Southern California and in Orange County. Yeah, um, I, I think it's one of those things that, like, that that sounds cool. Um, although, I just haven't been to a festival in a long time. I'm not really a festival person anymore. Like, maybe there was a time that I was. Uh, definitely not now. I just, ugh. 
I don't know. know. Just not for me. Too many people. It's just like, eh, there's just like everyone's standing around or you're sitting down and like the ground. Like, it's not for me. Dude, you talk about too many people. I was watching last night. I'm sure you saw this as well. Everybody else who was watching the NBA finals did too. But the crowd outside of the arena. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. Oh, my God. I was like, whoa, man. You couldn't pay me to stand in that crowd to watch a basketball game. No chance, no how. And especially right now, because I'm starting to get, like, a little nervous again now. Like, uh uh-oh, maybe things are going to turn around again. Like, I thought we were through it and we were fine. And then all of a sudden, we're wearing masks inside again. And so I was like, man, you got to be, whoa. I mean, I got it. Team hasn't won a championship since the early 70s. But, dude, you couldn't get me into that crowd. No way. Boys, can I interrupt? I mean, your your combo is fascinating. But I have a question. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's three guys in the room. So if a girl says... Hey, look, it's 11-11, make a wish. And you're hanging out with a guy, what does that mean? I don't if know what a girl it says it's 11-11, make a wish, mm-hmm. and you're the guy, what does that mean? No, yeah. no give, give the full context, Laura. <laughs> don't just put it out there like that. Give the full context. Okay, I was hanging out with a friend. A friend. And we were, like, in his place. Uh-huh. And he uh, was sitting be... on the other side of the couch. Uh-huh. And I was sitting on the other side of the couch. And then I said, oh, look, it's 11-11, make a wish. Uh-huh. And he was, you know, scooting over whatever, and he tried to kiss me, and I was like, whoa. And then he was like, yo, I thought that was a sign. I was like, yeah. I didn't think that was a sign. Well, And I it's mean, been a debate. Well, it's like I wished that we would be making out right now. <laughs> so it's 11-11. I mean, clearly that's what he, what he was thinking. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I had no idea what that even – I mean, I've heard the whole thing of, like, you know, certain numbers make a wish or whatever, but mm-hmm. I I didn't immediately go to anything sexual either. So right? I mean, yeah. Here's yeah. the okay. There's more context to it that you don't want to give. We're yes, both, it was. We're both yeah. into Laura, the Laura, you have a lot of friends, and they clearly yeah. want yeah. to be God, more than just friends. Wants though, to, to like yeah. make out with her. This wasn't 11 11 a.m. This was 11 11 p.m. at night Ooh. with no TV or anything on. They were just together talking on the couch within a dark room. Okay, first mm. of all, he doesn't have a TV for a reason, Greg. Don't well, be putting I, it I, out there like no, that. Look, that's what you said. Yeah, because just... he doesn't have a TV for a reason. What's I'm just the reason? saying, he's very focused on what he's like his music. So mm-hmm. he just comes home and writes and mm-hmm. does his music and stuff. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, if he's a musician and and you say eleven eleven make a wish and he's like, hey, I wish you and me were making out right now in my place with no TV, and I'm not writing songs right now, so I want to make out with you. I, point of information though, just to make sure I'm clear. Mm-hmm. Did the clock turn to eleven twelve and he'd already missed his window of opportunity? <laughs> no, I just it wasn't like that. Like oh. we were just hanging out and stuff, and it's been a debate about was it a sign or wasn't it a sign? And I just felt like it wasn't. A, it was just like yo, we're both into numerology, and I saw, I just happened to glance at my phone and it was eleven eleven. I was like yo, that's what you say when you see eleven eleven. Is that's like a lucky thing, right? 11, yeah, eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it, the numerology stuff or one one eleven. Well, whatever. he was trying to get lucky. I mean, he did it. What but. were you trying to say, though? Like, what what do you think that your words meant? Because he obviously received them as "bring it over here and let's mm-hmm. let's lock lips." What did you think that your eleven eleven make a wish? What 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 message did you want him to receive? It's eleven eleven. Like it's we were talking about numerology earlier, so mm-hmm. that's why I was like, "Oh, look, we were just talking about numerology and all these signs or whatever." And it's eleven eleven. So it had nothing to do with anything. There's more to it too. Like, so let me ask you this: <laughs> Did you did more. you did you say, "Oh, hey, look at this! Wow! Oh my God! It's eleven eleven. Or were you like, "Oh, ooh, it's eleven eleven. Like, how did you say eleven eleven? I literally was like, 
Oh, look, it's 11-11. All right, see, that's a little bit different. But yeah. still, 11-11 at night in this guy's place, just the two of you in the dark. I mean, he lives by himself. That's, that's a sign <laughs> all in itself. Here? What are you doing Well, no, I, I can understand. Yeah. Like, I don't think that if you, if, you, if you mention the surroundings, right, like, I do think that I could see where he may have misconstrued that. Yeah. And now, forget about that. What was it like after that? Yeah, really. How uncomfortable was it then? <laughs> yeah, so that it, to me is way more interesting than the whole eleven eleven discussion. So it now. was, like, it was, it was uncomfortable, and you know, obviously he felt some type of way, and I was like, "Yo, are we good?" Because you seem a little bothered. No, no, we're good. You know, I mean, whatever. And it, it smoothed out, but it was uncomfortable for a few minutes. Smoothed out. I mean, you, what do you, you think you'll ever be over at this guy's place again? I've been over a bunch of times after that. Oh, oh, after this isn't just recently. This wasn't at eleven eleven last night. Oh no, no, no. This was like what? Two weeks ago. And you've been back over since. Girl, you've been holding this for two weeks and didn't tell us? <laughs> two weeks it was like two weeks like yeah, two weeks ago. Damn. Man, I don't know oh why my god, god. we were all family around Three here. Three weeks ago. This was pre I mean, July fourth. This is pre Tivo? Mm, yeah, pre Tivo. Mm. I, I mean, Tebow was having his fun, whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I'm not, yeah, but I'm you not weren't, mad at you. You saying. weren't having your fun. No, I was not. I was not. Yeah, but no, I just wanted to know because I'm like, you know, you guys are like my brother. So I'm like, am I wrong? Because I didn't I mean, I, I was... could see where, it, based on the setting, where he can make that mistake. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, if you're good, are, you're good. Well, now, why have you gone over since? Because I got to tell you, if it were me... Okay. First, I'd be very embarrassed. Well, we only know? have 30 seconds, so this All has right. to be quick. All right, well, you'll tell us more. No, it just, just, yeah. I mean, we're friends. Nah. All right. Nah. All right, we're done here then. Our we're work done is here. done we'll, here, we'll, George. We can, we can find out more, maybe perhaps tomorrow. Maybe we'll wait till LZ comes back, because I feel like he'd have a lot of questions. You know that's true. Yeah. All right, we're done here. Excellent work, Kaplan. Excellent work by you, Sedano. Excellent work, uh, Laura and Greg. Uh, thank you, Christopher, for his contributions as well. Thank you guys who tuned in, called in. We always appreciate you. Mucho, mucho amor. We'll talk to you mañana at 3.55. See you. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.